0: On today's episode of the 2Legit Show, episode number 39 with Chad the Savage George. I thank Chad so much for his time. I went to his gym, California Mixed Martial Arts in Gardena, California, where he was training for his last fight. His retirement fight against Mr. Valenzuela. Chad is one of the, is just an amazing guy. He opened up tacos. We talked diet. We talked uh, weigh-ins. We talked crazy fight stories, opponent-switching. It was a good old time and before I hit the bell and get into the interview, make sure to hit the subscribe button below, leave a rating and leave a comment on how we can improve the show or if you have just a question overall so we can answer it on the two legit show. So uh, Charles, hit the, hit, the, hit the bell and let's get into the interview. All right, I'm here with Chad the Savage George. When you win this fight, July 6th, Chad. Your teammates, your, all your cohorts are here are going to have to get together and get you the Sauvage Dior cologne. I'm telling you, Chad, <laughs> it goes with your style. It goes with the persona. When you pick up that W, you got to smell fresh. Chad, how are you doing, man? How's your day been going so far?
1: I'm doing good. I'm doing good. We just finished up uh, Monday practice. Right so, on. Uh, I'm feeling good. I'm ready to right. rock.
0: Now, this is your last fight. This is your retirement fight. What, why now and why with Lights Out, the best promoter in, in Southern California? Why do it with them under Sean Merriman's new promotion? Why now and why
1: now? Uh, I think for me, you know, I've been doing this sport for a very long time, right. and I started here in L.A., uh-huh. and Lights Out, which is formerly known as CXF, uh, is the top promotion, in my opinion, not only in Los Angeles, but in Southern California, possibly California, period. Right. And I forgot you have a mic. <laughs> <laughs> Classic. Um, and uh, for me, I think it, was only, it only made sense. To, to finish my career exactly where i started uh in front of my hometown crowd for my hometown crowd right on. and, fr- and with, with all my people that have been with me since day one.
0: Yeah. Right on man. Do me a solid and uh, hold that up a little. Yeah, you go. Nice. look see you're ready for commentary Stay. now. Right. You got you ready to you're, ready, you're you're the next Rogan, you're the next uh Jimmy Smith, you're ready to go, Chad. Well, you threw me off because you were
1: putting that one in my face I, so I was like okay. Well, I know. I went
0: back into my st- I went back into like, you know, mechanics. It's muscle memory, right, Chad? After a while, you just go back to what you're comfortable with. Chad, oh, let's talk about your opponent real yeah. quick. Okay, what yeah. what do you know about him? What's the name, and wh- who can we expect on July sixth?
1: Uh, well, it looks like I'm fighting Hector Valenzuela. Okay. Uh, from Mexico. Wow. So, tough. Um, yeah, he's he's a very tough kickboxer from Mexico. Okay. Um, for me, I'm just happy to get in there and fight. We've had a couple of opponents drop off, and uh, I just we just got this new opponent actually this weekend. And for me, I I'm ready for whoever they put in front of me, whether it's a striker, mm-hmm. a ground guy, and uh, this is almost a classic tale coming into this fight because it's a striker versus grappler. Right. And I think this is a great way for me to end out my career and show the world what real jiu-jitsu is.
0: That's incredible. What do you plan on doing after this fight? Now that you're retired, are you going to have a lot more time or are you just going to keep doing what you're doing? Because I see you just love it here at CMMA in Gardena.
1: Uh, for me, <laughs> I think my schedule just gets busier to be honest. Really? It, yeah. I mean I'm not retiring because it's me saying that, hey, I wanna go and play golf and go on a on a retreat. It's not like that at all. My schedule's so busy. I've got I've got a stable of athletes that need my attention. Okay. Um, I've got, I mean, literally, like, this this week, I'm going to be flying out to Texas on Wednesday. I uh, have a guy fighting on Friday night. I fly back Saturday. I have three guys fighting Saturday night. And then on Sunday, I have 26 students competing in a jiu-jitsu tournament on Sunday. So I'm just at a stage now where it's, it's not fair for me to be selfish anymore. Okay. It's time to give back to them. It's right. time to be with my girl, um, start building towards a family, yeah. and really pay attention to the family that I have here. So now we know how we got here and what you're doing now. Let's take me back. Yep.
0: How did it all start? What was your first experience with mixed martial arts or jiu-jitsu in general?
1: So for me, it all started before any of this stuff was, was big like it is now. Yeah. You know, this, my very first professional fight was in 2004 okay So you know that was before it, the UFC is what it was it was still illegal in California right I was fighting in Tijuana just to get fights when I was, a, I was a, a broke college student okay and even for me I had no intentions of being a fighter. I was a professional artist and so this is what I, w- I went to art and film school I was doing graphic design I was doing um, animation okay and training to me was just a way for me to stay in shape and not be a complete fat fuck yeah and one thing led to another, and all of a sudden, I had this opportunity to do a fight, and I wasn't even really training properly. And they said, hey, you want to go do a fight in Mexico? Yeah. And my broke college self <laughs> was like, well, <laughs> does it pay? Yeah. And they said, yeah. I said, how much? He goes, I don't know. I said, cool, I'm in. And, <laughs> <laughs> and now we're here. <laughs> and so uh, I went out to Tijuana, mm-hmm. and I got beat up for three rounds, wow. I won by submission oh, in the third go. round and that was pretty much the straight to the vein injection to where i was hooked and i I fell in love with the sport and then i fell in love with jiu-jitsu shortly after and this is pretty much what's driven my my life and has truly allowed me to figure out who i am not only as a person but what my my focus is here while i have on this on this rock and that's you know to to keep proving that i can become a better version of myself and if i can do it anybody else can do it respect
0: I respect that. So I gotta ask you, because in your in your in your resume, in your little little fighter bio, you're a big taco guy. Oh man, I love tacos. What what goes in the perfect taco? Simplicity. Okay. See, Sim- I'm like that. I like Sim- a little meat, a little small tortilla, a little onion, cilantro, some
1: salsa, and I'm good. I'm good. Uh, people go overboard. What do you, What do you do, Chad? Listen, my girl, she's uh, Colombian El Salvadorian. Nice. And so when she makes her her homemade um, shrimp tacos. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's it's retarded. <laughs> I mean it's just retarded. Like it's <laughs> It is. I mean it's just. She, you know. I'm coming p- over and get some of those tacos. Listen, you come down and I. I even told her. I said. You, this this has to get out there. Mm-hmm. They're the best tacos I've ever had in my life. My goodness. And my mom's gonna kill me because up until I started dating uh, Monica, mm-hmm. my mom's tacos were the best. Uh oh. <laughs> Sorry, I mom.
0: Are you a steak, chicken, al pastor guy? Like what's what's the go-to meat, or is it just give uh, me all I'm, of it? I'm
1: I'm a steak guy. Okay. Uh, but lately it's been transitioning to shrimp.
0: Oh. Yeah. Do you notice a difference in your body
1: or are you just no, trying to just I cut just it now? I think that it's just not as heavy. Okay. And and um but don't get me wrong, I'll I I, <laughs> I, I I will I will destroy some good carne asada. Right on. Well
0: speaking of the Mexican fights and tacos, you got me thinking I interview a lot of boxers. Okay. And of course a lot of those guys they get their starts going down to Tijuana and getting those fights. And I hear a lot of crazy stories, guys. I hear that, you know, they weigh in
1: against somebody. And then mm-hmm. the, opponent the next, it's a completely different person. Yep. Like it's, uh,
0: have you had any experiences down south of the border? Or did everything
1: go nice um, and smooth? I, that's, well, f- with me personally, that's never happened to me. But okay. one, like some of my guys, I know I had one of my guys fight in Brazil. Oh, and they, okay. they changed his guys at, <laughs> at weigh-ins. Wow. Uh, so he flew out to, uh, to Brazil for an event out there. And uh, at the weigh-ins, they said, oh, don't worry, your opponent can't make it, but we have you a new guy. They said, oh, what's his name? Oh, it doesn't matter. You know, he's, he has two arms, two legs, just like you. He's a man. Oh, my God! And he was like, what? He goes, no, 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 like, I'm supposed to be fighting this guy. He goes, no, nah, don't worry about it. Like, you can't fight, but we got you a guy. Okay. And uh, so he didn't, my, my buddy didn't speak any Portuguese, no Spanish, sure. nothing. And when he found out, the guy uh, was like a 12-and-1 phenom from Brazil. Oh, my gosh. And uh, it, he was scared out of his mind. He ended up losing in the first round. He just he just froze and panicked.
0: They set him up, though. That was that was a whole bait and switch yeah. right there. But
1: I'll tell you this. I will tell you my, my very first fight, speaking okay. of uh, Tijuana, though, it was at a three-story bar in the middle of TJ. Do you remember the name of it or it no? It called At the time, it was called the Baby Rock. Okay. And this casino was so dope because we had – each level with people partying on Mm -hmm. and if you had ringside tickets to the ring, it wasn't a cage. It was a ring. Okay. People's job that had ringside was to push the fighters back in in case they almost fell out.
0: Whoa.
1: you you, You were literally eating and drinking on the apron of the ring. Like there were beer bottles and everybody drinking on the edge of the ring and the fighters had to hopefully not impale themselves on the, on the on the bottle. So it was
0: just like this, but without the ropes, or was it like? No, 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 no. was with the ropes.
1: Oh, okay, but so they're just here. Like we
0: we're yeah, at. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So like, yeah, the the audience was right there. <laughs> pushing them in. I, it's so hard to me to imagine that. That's a trip. It was it was the wild wild west back then. Right. Oh my gosh. Now I I looked at your record. You you've never been knocked out. Acor- no. According to according to Sure Dog. No. You've never been knocked out. What, what's what's the what's the secret sauce? Is it just you were just born with it? Do you chew a lot of gum, popcorn, braces? Like what 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 is the sweet science to that to that chin of yours?
1: I don't brawl. You know, I think it's really important that uh, I I know where I'm strong and I know how to get the fight to where I need it to be. Even smart. even in the fights where I've had a, I have problems getting it to where I've been, and it's been all striking. I don't brawl. I'm, I I like to stand in areas where I'm safe. I like yeah. to be at distances where it's not allowing him to get the big shots. Mm-hmm. You know, I I like to consider myself a very smart and intelligent fighter. I'm thinking while I'm in there, and I'm not in there to go just put on a show. I mean, I want to go home and I want to go home safe. Right.
0: Now, who do you think is the best grappler in the world that is fighting in a major organization? Don't somebody not like a pure grappler, somebody who actually competes in combat sports. Well, I think, mixed martial th- I arts think there's a couple of them right now. I okay, think
1: you've got Jacques Array, which is in the UFC. Yeah, you've got uh Ryan Hall. And okay, you've got uh Crone Gracie, and then honestly, I think one of my very good friends, Pedro Munoz, I think he has some of the best wow. jiu jitsu in um in the UFC right now, period, uh, weight class for weight class. I mean, You want to talk about a guy who put himself on the map this
0: year, Pedro Munoz. He's Bi- an just animal. Just big performances. Yeah, he's an animal. Uh, you watch a lot of boxing. You're, you're big into boxing, mm-hmm. right? Yep. Uh, I need your opinion on the heavyweight picture. We had Tyson Fury fighting this past week. I don't know if you caught of it. Of course. Uh, we had Andy Ruiz, my guy, Andy Ruiz. Loved going to his gym legends boxing. Pulled off the major upset. And then you got uh, Deontay Wilder, who sent Dominic Brazil's head into, like, the eighth row. but. Yep. It had to happen. Who, who do you think is the best heavyweight boxer in the world?
1: Listen, I I've, Tyson Fury, man. Yeah? Like I know. D, I know. I know. Wilder wants everybody saying Wilder, 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 but I mean, Fury has what entertainment is, right? Like Wilder's putting on these shows and he's trying to put on this image of him being this this crazy killer, but t- technically he's not a good boxer. No, he's just a brawler who can punch from hell. Right. I mean, let's look at what he did to Fury. Like right. he 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 killed Fury, mm-hmm. and then Fury came back from the grave and he danced around like a pikey, right. you know, and it was it was pretty funny. It was like a scene from Snatch. I <laughs> <laughs> yeah, mean, Fury came back like the Undertaker was the was the whole gimmick. I mean, he came up, but it, I, I've never seen it. Nobody's ever gotten up from that kind of shot. No, but it, w- it was it was it was so amazing because it was almost like, like th- I remember I saw this this clip from somebody didn't edit where it was like Mick was uh, from Rocky was talking to him He was like get up, get up. <laughs> You can't lay there and then right. and then he just jumps up in the ring and starts jogging. Like I've seen guys get knocked out, all of us guys as seen guys that get knocked out. Right. I've never seen somebody jump up and act like it was just Tuesday.
0: Right. He was so coherent,
1: he was touching the ref, he's like, I'm ready to go. Yeah. I'm
0: ready to do this. So you have Fury one, who would you have two?
1: As far as the heavyweight picture, I mean, you gotta go with Wilder. You okay. know, over I, Ruiz right now. Yeah, yeah, I be, because Ruiz just hasn't done enough.
0: Sure. You know, I I've,
1: I love the fact that Ruiz beat him, mm-hmm. and but I don't think that puts him above him because of what he's done. Okay. Uh, it's you know, I Wilder has done more. That's all it is. I think sure. Ruiz is a phenomenal boxer. Right. And people went in that fight, and he was such a, a a heavy underdog. And I was looking at it like, how can you say he's such an underdog? I mean, this guy was an Olympian. Right. You know, he's he's uh, he's beaten very very very. Uh, High-level boxers yes, and he moves fast for a big guy Mm -hmm. a lot of people discredited that and didn't give him even a chance Right, and I mean look what happened. So uh, I I never counted him out in that fight, right? Uh, Do you think that's they're gonna have to do the rematch yes, and
0: for me I think it goes the same way because I think the amateur experience of Andy Ruiz and Tyson Fury has a lengthy amateur boxing experience I think just that just takes over now, Joshua can win. He's got to stay long. The problem I see, I'm talking to a professional fighter trying to give him some advice, that, that, that <laughs> Joshua moves back straight mm-hmm. right? instead of, you know, not, uh, trying to turn off of him. Mm-hmm. So, Ruiz can come in there and work the body. Obviously, if you're in Joshua's corner, you would just say to use that jab all night and just don't yeah. get in there. Don't try to knock him out. Just try to get get the decision and get out of there.
1: Yeah, I mean, I think oh. there could have been a lot of factors that played into that fight. Sure. You know, there was a lot of stuff with the traveling. There was a mm. lot of stuff. There was a speculation with also what happened pre-camp. You know, yeah, so, so there's a lot of factors that could go into play, so you just don't really know. You got to sure. look at all the pieces. And with a rematch, I think it's going to be exciting. Mm-hmm. What I'm happy for Ruiz is that he's finally going to get a paycheck. Yeah. You know, you get guys like that that are finally getting into the sport where now they get the paycheck. And yeah. for me, I was hoping it was going to be him against Wilder. I think Wilder knocks uh, uh, Ruiz out. Okay. But. Finally, he's getting the big paycheck. Sure. And I think that's what's amazing. You know, you've, we're, we're at a time right now in combat sports where the paychecks are finally becoming real. It, it's matching the magnitude of the fights. And I think um, MMA is finally starting to get there. Boxing starting to get there with the right fights. Yeah. And to see a guy like Ruiz come out, I'm like, yes, these guys are finally getting paid. I'm never going to see it, mm-hmm. but I'm so happy that the other guys are.
0: Yeah, and for the next generation of fighters and your, for your crop to, to yeah. get that paycheck, yeah. do you think Mayweather McGregor – kind of sort of help boxing come back in a way did it did it sort of cuz boxing was everyone says oh boxing's kind of dying so I, I never thought it was dead I always think boxing has its niche and it will bring in the casual a Mayweather a Canelo they'll bring in the casual but the hardcore hardcore will be there do you think that Mayweather beating McGregor and using the UFC platform to elevate boxing, PBC in a way, it kind of brought boxing more to the mainstream where DAZN and ESPN and, and, and all these other platforms will come in and bet big on boxing and hopefully bet big on MMA with DAZN and Bellator and with one with their BR deal? Uh, do, do you think all that had to play into
1: it? Yeah, I think anytime you get cross promotion and you're bringing two platforms together, yeah. you're going to elevate both sides. Okay. You know, like, but you, you know, all these people that say boxing is dying, boxing is dying. You go to Mexico, you go to Latin America, <laughs> nobody's saying boxing is dying. Nobody. So it's all about our perspective, right? right? So if you come to the States, yes, MMA is the biggest sport here. Sure. Because of what's our background. A lot of these guys are coming from a wrestling background. Right. So these guys are coming from wrestling and going into MMA. So. That's why they say, oh, boxing's dying. Boxing's never been an American pastime. Yeah. So we're starting to build this stuff into it for combative sports and where MMA is becoming like the, the standout sport for Americans. Mm-hmm. But like I said, you go to England, you go to um, most parts of Europe. Ukraine. Yeah, Ukraine. Europe, boxing is, is, is everything. Correct. I mean, I mean it's, you've got soccer and boxing everywhere yes. else in the world. So. I think we're the only ones here that are saying <laughs> boxing is dead or dying, and you know, now you've got these these situations where you've got a Mexican boxer coming up and becoming the heavyweight champion of the world. Right. You've got guys like Lomachenko that Amazing. are coming up and and doing things that nobody's ever seen before in the ring. Right. So I think we're at a very interesting time right now with combat sports.
0: Do you think – is there anybody in, in mixed martial arts that can give uh, – a top 10 boxer a a, a good fight in, in in boxing rules is there a nate diaz or a pettis or is there somebody that you know what maybe not win a fight maybe not a world champion but he'll he'll get in there he'll go 12 rounds and he'll make it a fight you
1: know, I think there's a lot of guys in MMA, really? well. Yeah, I mean, okay. because a lot of these MMA fighters, I mean, we're training with these guys. Right. So it's not like we're in here just training MMA and we're training boxing with MMA guys. We're, we are in the boxing gyms. We are a part of their training camps. We are training with the best of the best to get ready. Because I, like I tell my guys all the time, I said, listen, if you want to be world champion, you have to be able to beat a world champion in boxing. You have mm. to be able to beat a world champion in kickboxing. You have to beat a world champion in jiu-jitsu. It's the only way you're going to be a world champion right. in MMA is if you are just as Defensive and offensive in every aspect of the sport. Interesting.
0: let uh, let's get back into the let's get back to the MMA talk real quick. You know we got we got a big fight July sixth. Yes. Hector Valenzuela. It's going down. You can watch it on Fox Sports West. You, are, it's. Uh, I'm happy for you, man. I'm glad you're having a fight close by. I'm gonna I'm gonna be in attendance. That's for sure. I'm gonna watch it go down. Make sure to watch it on Fox Sports. A couple more questions and, yeah. I'll, and I'll get you out of here. Yeah. When you're not training, what 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 is Chad George doing now? Because when I because you know why? Because when I talk to boxers. This is all they talk about. I just, I just box That's it. I don't play video games. I don't mm-hmm. date. I just I – just, I'm locked in a camp style. What does Chad George do? Is he the same way or same. has he got a life? <laughs> really? See, well,
1: I mean, here's the thing. Like, I live for this stuff. This stuff has really defined who I am as a person and okay. what, I, what I do as a life. So mm-hmm. uh, from the moment I wake up, I'm planning my day. I'm planning what I'm doing for my athletes. I'm planning what I'm doing for the gym. I'm mm-hmm. planning what I'm doing for my own aspirations that I'm still moving forward. So okay. every day is still doing something that's involved in, in this game. And even when I travel, I'm doing seminars, I'm out there teaching, I'm, tra- I'm training, I'm doing everything. I mean, I, this, this, this consumes me. Like my, I had a conversation with my parents and my mom said, well, you're going to make yourself sick. You know, you work too much. Yeah. And I said, okay, I'm going to take a vacation and do what? You know, cause <laughs> like for me, okay, I take a vacation. That means I'm going to go somewhere and train. Right. You know, so if I take a vacation, I'm going to go somewhere and do a seminar. Mm. So if I take a vacation, that's actually going to be detrimental to my own mental health. If I go sit somewhere and have to be isolated to a hotel room, that's not relaxing to me.
0: Interesting. Where's the far? I gotta ask
1: you now because it popped in my head. Where's the
0: farthest you've traveled for a fight? Uh, I fought in New Zealand. Whoa! How long? How how far ahead did you did you get there? Uh, What do you mean? How far had like okay the fight I got there two weeks. Did you adjust oh, okay. the
1: time or were you like you know what it's just a normal fight I'll get into the Tuesday. Of so they uh, they flew me out there. I fought on a really cool event. It was a uh, USA versus New Zealand. Whoa. And so I got to fly out there and I uh, believe it or not I fought a young standout at the time who is now one of the top prospects in the UFC, Kai Carafonts. Okay. And so I fought him in New Zealand and that trip was just absolutely incredible. I mean I got a private tour of a helicopter around the island. Whoa. and it was that that was amazing they they brought they they le- they check this out they took harley's and they lined them all around the cage and they just fl- lit the harley's on f- like uh, lighting them up it was it was an incredible experience but i'll tell you this they, they they did warn me though that um their people were still cannibals less than 100 years ago so yeah if i f- beat their guy that it was not going to go well for me
0: you had to jump over the harley's sprint to the airport and get back to la as soon as possible chad
1: Thank you so much for your time today. My pleasure. Uh, can you plug your social media real quick so we can follow your journey? Absolutely. Uh, you guys can follow me on Instagram, Chad Savage George, and on Twitter, at Savage 135, my, my uh, gym. CMMA Fitness on Instagram, California Mixed Martial Arts.
0: There it is, guys, and make sure to watch Chad July 6th uh, live on Fox Sports West. Tickets are still available at the Burbank Marriott Event Center. Go check it out, we got a big heavyweight attraction, Jay Silva and Jack May. We got Chris McCain on the card. It's going down, Charlie Brown, and it's only live here and direct in the San Fernando Valley. My name is Alex Fernandez, and you know where to watch it here on my YouTube channel,